welcome to the Evidence-Based Parenting Podcast. My name is Danushi and I'm a mum, psychologist and founder of Fuller Moments. Join me each week as I dive into a different parenting topic or dilemma and present you with the evidence to help you and me make informed parenting decisions. Hello and welcome to episode two of Evidence-Based Parenting. Thank you for joining me. Today we're going to be talking about attachment styles. As a psychologist mum, one of the things I really look out for and use to assess how I'm going as a parent are signals of my children's attachment style. And in future episodes of this podcast, I'll be using attachment as a measure of assessing the parent-child bond. So today I want to take some time to take you through attachment theory, describe the different styles, and also look at why and if attachment styles matter. So let me tell you, when I started preparing for this episode, all these things I learned at university came flashing back. And I had to rein myself in from giving you a complete history lesson on attachment research. Instead, I'll dive straight into the main applicable takeaway from the very large body of research, which are the types of attachment styles. I'm going to start with the three, which are secure, avoidant, and ambivalent. The latter two being classed as insecure types of attachment. Secure attachment is essentially the ideal attachment style. And it's characterized by a child feeling like their primary caregiver is able to meet their needs, versus the two insecure attachment styles in which they don't feel confident that the primary caregiver can meet their needs. A securely attached child uses their caregiver as a safe base and feel comfortable going out to explore knowing that they can return to their safe base if things become stressful. In the 1970s, they did this study called the strain situation, which really demonstrated the characteristics of the three different attachment styles. The study observed the mother and child in eight different scenarios which would involve observing the mother and child together, the mother and child with a stranger in the room, the child in the room with just the stranger, and then the child in the room by themselves. The key things the assessor examined is how the child reacted in the scenarios where they were reunited with their mother. For children who are classed as having a secure attachment style, they used their mother as a secure base and they felt comfortable and were encouraged by their mother to explore their surrounds, which in this um, experiment was a room of toys. When they were around a stranger alone, they were avoidant of the stranger, but when their mother was present, they were friendly towards the stranger. When reunited with their mother, they were happy to see them, and when they were in distress, they were easily soothed by their mother. It is theorised that this attachment style comes about from a caregiver who is sensitive to the signals of their child and responds appropriately to their needs. For children who were classed as insecure avoidant, they were also willing to explore, but they didn't use their mother as a secure base. So essentially, they didn't try to stay close to their mum or they didn't look back on their mum while they were playing. When the mother left the room, they did not appear distressed and the presence of the stranger did not stop them from playing as they were. They also did not make contact with or show interest in their mother when the mother returned to the room. When they were distressed, there was actually no difference in the mother's ability and the stranger's ability to soothe them. The theory behind insecure avoidant attachment is that a child is likely to have a caregiver that is insensitive and rejecting of their needs, thus they don't trust in their caregiver. The third in style is insecure ambivalent, which I've also seen referred to as insecure resistant. For children who are classed as having this attachment style, they were clingy and less willing to explore and leave their mother, and they were the most stressed out when their mother left the room compared to the other styles. They also showed fear of the stranger. And interestingly, when they were reunited with their mother, they would approach them, but they would also resist contact and remain angry. So in some cases, even pushing them away. 
it is theorized that this is a result of inconsistent responses to their emotional needs from their caregiver. A few decades, I think, later, another study using the strain situation scenario identified a fourth attachment style, which was disorganized attachment, which is classed as another form of insecure attachment. Children who have this attachment style were inconsistent with how they responded in the different scenarios. They might cry when their mother leaves, but when their mother returns, they might ignore them, or they start to go to them, and then midway they freeze or fall to the floor. Again, this attachment style is associated with inconsistent parenting styles, but it's also linked to more extreme cases. So for example, a child with childhood abuse or a parent with bipolar that isn't managed. If you're now wondering, is my child securely attached? I'll walk you through a real world hypothetical scenario. So let's imagine taking your child to a park. A securely attached child would feel comfortable to leave your side to go look at the equipment or to watch and play with the other children at the park, but they feel equally comfortable coming back to you to check in so perhaps to share something they have found joy in, and most importantly, they feel comfortable coming back to you if they need help. So for example, they fall over or they can't use something in the park. They'll come to you for help and for comfort. Essentially, they're signaling, I'm comfortable showing you my range of emotions because you won't reject me, you delight in me, and you will help me. In terms of the prevalence of these attachment styles, I found the exact percentage varied depending on when the study was done and which country they were done. But typically, and thankfully, most children are securely attached. The 1970 study I spoke about found that 70% of the children in that sample were, were securely attached, and the other stats I've seen since then are around that mark. And they have an even split of about 15% avoidant and 15% ambivalent. Some studies that have taken into consideration disorganized attachment estimate that about 5 to 10% of children have this attachment style. In summary, the takeaways from these studies essentially indicate that a secure attachment is characterized by a caregiver who consistently responds to their child's signals and needs. This caregiver acts as a secure base from which the child can go and explore and a safe haven in which they can seek comfort, support and protection. Whereas an insecure attachment is characterized by a caregiver who may be impatient or angry in response to a child or may ignore their signals and needs. And before you go into a panic because sometimes you are impatient or sometimes you snap at your child or sometimes you just have to hurry them along in the morning and get them into cars so you get to work on time, remember that one, we are all human and we can't be a perfect parent all the time. And two, attachment is characterized by how we respond most of the time. Now, I've only obviously referred to some of the OG studies of attachment and thus they aren't recent data and I haven't really talked about why attachment matters. So let's get into that now. Research has indicated that people with a secure attachment styles are more likely to have greater trust and satisfaction in their adult romantic relationships they're more likely to become engaged and supportive parents themselves, and they report fewer depressive symptoms and are likely to have higher levels of resilience. Various studies in the 2000s indicated that there was an association between a child's relationship with their caregiver, so the nature of their attachment, and that child's attachment style as an adult and how they act in romantic relationships. And now this next bit may be either comforting, or for those of you who like to be controlled, slightly worrying, but these studies also recognise that as an adult, or even teenager, your attachment style doesn't solely rely on the back of the relationship with their primary caregiver. Rather, they're also influenced by environmental factors, such as experiences and relationships with their peers, i.e. it's not all on you. Irregardless of the other influences outside of our control, it'd be safe to say that most parents would want their child to feel safe to go out and explore the world outside of their parents and to feel that they are a safe base that their child can turn to in times of distress. So hopefully you found this episode interesting. 
If you'd like to learn more about how to foster a secure attachment with your child, I will most certainly touch on this in future episodes. But you're also welcome to DM me at evidence-based parenting on Instagram and I can help you there. And as always, if you're interested in reading further on what I discussed today, my references are in the show notes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. This is a Fuller Moments resource. Fuller Moments aims to provide you with the tools and resources to help you reflect, grow and thrive. Check out fullermoments.com for more information. And if you want more information about this podcast, join us over at Instagram at Evidence Based Parenting Podcast. See you there.